Hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm super excited. On this episode, we are going to talk with Renee Bryant about why being a notary public is an awesome side hustle and why you should become one too. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnay. As a woman who's been a mobile notary for over 18 years, she's commissioned to do business in Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. She started in 2004 as a mobile notary in the state of Virginia, primarily completing loan packages, progressing to acquire her commissions in D.C. and Maryland. Having had so many unique experiences performing notary duties, she remembers her most notable experience as the swearing-in in a newly barred attorney at the U.S. National Archives in front of the original Constitution. Her most fulfilling duty is mentoring other notaries in this vast community, and she is also experienced with event planning, entrepreneurship mentoring, and community outreach planning and engagement. Renee went to Virginia State University, where she got her Bachelor's of Science in Mathematics and Computer Science and from Johns Hopkins University, Kearney School of Business, with a Master of Science in Information Technology. And she's known as the connector. Renee is actively involved in her community, passionate about reading, traveling, a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Jack and Jill of America, and the National Notary Association and the American Association of Notaries. Hey, Renee, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am excited and I thank you so much for having me. I am doing wonderful and just excited to be here with That's you. That's awesome. Um, I love to um, kind of give people the background on how we came to be. So we are both members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and we are members of the same local chapter, Federal City Alumni Chapter. So it was really exciting when you and I connected on Instagram and you talked about being a notary and how you want to tell more people about this business and opportunity. So I'm super glad to have you on the show today to talk about your business and to give some women out there who are listening and men, but most of my audience is women, some tips on how they can get their business started. Because from what I understand, notary publics are very independent, but have to find their own path, business connections, and the money. And I know for some people that might be a challenge. So today we're going to talk about all the steps to get started. But first, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and more specifically about your money story. So what was money like for you when you were growing up? You know, I really appreciate that question because I grew up in a very loving home. I'm the youngest girl of three older brothers and one smaller brother. So I'm the only girl of all these four boys. But I was an, always an independent child, always a saver. I understood and grasped that in order to get this, you had to take your time, build it up. So I kept birthday money. I opened up a bank account at 11. Um, so I did not grow up with a lot of money. Again, five kids, um, three-bedroom apartment, Yonkers, New York. But it felt like we had the world. 
And part of it was the some of the money lessons that my parents shared and some of the things that I was just curious about and figured out on my own along the way. So it's funny you say that. Sometimes people look at us and thought we were, you know, doing well off when, okay, I always had someone's hand-me-downs, never upset about it. Um, we always shopped at the off-brand or back, you know, so especially in New York where you got your side hustle stores and you, <laughs> you get a lot of stuff on discount. That was a normal way of life. And an interesting point to bring that full circle, um, in my older years, when I got better at managing my money and able to do more for myself, I went on a trip to Morocco. And it was funny. It was so reminiscent of going to the Medinas and how they haggled and you <laughs> and how you um, negotiate. That was the same experience I was experiencing in the Bronx of Fordham Road down in Harlem, Hot 25th. So it was just really fun um, just to see its full circle. And that's a way of life. So money for me was not understanding we did not have it all that I knew I had to take certain steps to get to a place I wanted to be. I had to be smart about it. Um, it's been a long journey. I'm I'm always learning, always want to know new things, but I understand the importance of money and I understand the importance of planning out my money. And so I believe in multiple streams of income and being a mobile notary is just one of those. I love it. And that's a great segue into my next question. So how the heck did you become a notary? Who was the first person to say, Renee, you should you should do this? I had to get something notarized. This is so this is so silly. I had to get something notarized. And I was like, what is this apparatus? I like this device. What is it? And it was the notary stamp. I was like, that's cool. Is this, how do you do this? Being curious, always looking for different ways and different opportunities. If I had to pay this person to do it, is this something I can do? Um, and so I was living in Virginia at the time. Um, I happened to mention to a friend, like, do you have you ever heard of notoriety work or, or being a notary? She's like, actually, I am. And I'm a mobile notary. I get paid to do loan signing. I said, hmm, let me fill out this application. Let's see where this goes. And that was the beginning of my journey. Um, at that point, I had already owned my first home and um, wanted to get into investing more, understand more about the real estate market, knowing that that was a good place to put um, put my money and to earn money. So I said, well, this can be easy and quick, um, you know, no very flexible schedule. And I had the means to start. Now, there's things you need to get started, and I can talk about that as well. But that's how I got into it. To be very honest, I always tell people all the time, I thought the stamp was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love how certain things just spark our curiosity and then can lead to a 18-year career. So tell me more. What are the steps that people need to take to get started if they want to become a notary in their state? Absolutely. So one of the unique one of the unique experiences I have is being a commission notary in three areas. That is not common. But I was able to do that. Living in this area, it'll be 25 years in June that I've lived in this DMV area. I have lived and worked in all three. And that is key. First and foremost, the easiest place to get your notary commission is where you live. Always start there. But being a, a contractor here in the DMV, I had assignments in Maryland and in Virginia, um, excuse me, and in DC. So while I was a DC, excuse me, while I was a Virginia resident and working in DC, I was able to apply for my commission because I had an address, a real address of a place of business I could uh, in the district, in the boundaries where I could perform those duties. And really, that is key. Now, they've added a little more steps. You, um, I want to say when I first started, I think in Virginia, you needed a reference, but D.C., you didn't. Now, they do require ref references 
for each state that you are commissioned in, which is great. Maryland does require a training. D.C. does an orientation and Virginia at this time, forgive me, I've been a notary so long, I can't remember if they require a training. I have renewed my notary. You, it's every um, five to four to five years, you have to renew your commission depending on the state. But I've renewed so many times that it's, it's very streamlined for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Maryland only required me to take a two-hour online course uh, and there were tests and you get your certificate, but it wasn't the initial. I think it's a, it's a little bit of a longer process if you start from scratch in Maryland. Okay. So something like continuing education, like, hey, yes. we just want to make sure you know the latest information. Absolutely. So I know you said you started out with loan packages. So that's people closing on houses, selling, buying and selling homes, yes. um, but, or even refinancing. Refi- I was going to say refinancing. I use the reverse. notary to refinance my house. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the other things that notary can be used for? Oh my goodness. Like I said, like you read in my bio, one of the most unique experiences as a mobile notary is was swearing in or read, uh, swearing in um, an attorney as she read the, her bar, excuse me, for her bar, for the DC bar in front of the constitution. That was super cool. Um, there's a long list. It could be rewarding and it could be um, humbling. Uh, a lot of hospitals, Nursing homes need um, mobile notaries, Tr- uh, attorneys' offices that do trust and wills. I've also had experience with um, now some things that I'm not. I'm just getting into because this has always been a part time thing for me. So I've taken the the, the larger paying loan signings, um, but <laughs> um, sometimes I do you know one offs. I've done prenups and postnups. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Um, debt, debt consolidations, debt settlements are different items that need notarizations. Hmm. Now, notaries particularly can be called in just because we are, we have that st- stamp of approval from the Secretary, Secretary of State from our air, respective areas to say we trust this person. So we could work with the courts to do court reporting. You could do remote notarizations. Um, in addition to mobile notaries, just whatever document needs to be notarized, you move around and you get to do that. But there are unique experiences that go outside of just notarial acts. There's a big one out there called Apostle Agent Services and pretty much your courier. A lot of people get that confused and thinking that it's the notary that provides the apostle and in no, no state is that, even in Washington, D.C., is that the process. So what is that again? So you're the oh, courier. Apostle, apostle yeah. Agent and that is dealing with international documents. That is when, um, us, and it's all actually those who um, have agreed to the, forgive me, um, drawing a blank, the higher HIYA, HIYA Act. And forgive me if I have it wrong. But there's an agreement between certain countries in the United States that said for documents to be official and approved, you need to follow this apostille service, apostille process, which sometimes, not all the time, does a document need to be notarized. Sometimes there's a notar- notarization needed. But the courier service is where that money comes in. Mm-hmm. And being able to move this document around for someone else is where that comes in, uh, where, where the, the big bucks come in for some people. Not necessarily that you are the apostle. You cannot be that. It's only provided, that service is only provided through the Secretary of State for each state or district. 
Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. I just wanted to take a break and share a story about an amazing woman who has created freedom and wealth in her life. I promised I'd share these kind of stories on the podcast, and this week I'm highlighting Terry Ijeoma of Trade and Travel. Terry has an amazing story about how she went from being an assistant principal making $40,000 a year to a swing trader making $100,000 a day in quarantine. Terry started out investing just a little bit of her money and had a goal to make $300 a day. She just wanted to replace her income so she could travel more and work less. Well, let's just say she mastered investing in the stock market and is now teaching others how to trade too. Check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com slash invest to learn more about how Terry accomplished financial freedom through investing. Remember, check out thepurposeofmoney.com slash invest to learn more about Terry Ijeoma and her course, Trade and Travel. Okay, so how do you get on the call me list? Because I, if I become okay. a notary, I want them to call me for everything, but I don't know yes. where do I find a list do I have to pay to be on certain lists? Let me know. So that's a very good point because it's a little bit of everything. Once you become a commission notary, you will automatically add it to the state's list. Boom. But to get into these other areas where you do maybe loan signing services uh, or remote notarizations, you want to take a certain training with reputable organizations such as uh, NNA, which is the National Notary Association. Um, they are the number one organization. They've been around the longest. They have the most thorough training. I actually, it's a really I always recommend anyone I mentor, I recommend that they uh, hold membership with them. Um, and that's not a paid promotion. This is just my experience that I have. <laughs> That I have really had a great uh, experience with them. But once you are certified in those areas, you've taken this reputable training, um, then you get to be on their list. And then people will pick you up from different lists. Um, one of the other things is being in the community, we share. One of the things I've experienced is that we share. We share information because there is enough work for everyone. Please let me repeat that. There is enough work for everyone. So if you think it, oh, it's saturated. No, it's not. Because if I have an appointment at one o'clock and it's an hour and a half, if somebody calls me for 1.30, I can't take it. So I, but what I will do, network, 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 I will call my, my, I want to say mentees or my community. Hey, are you free? I know someone that can take it and forward that business out. One of the things I really, really, really want to make clear when it comes to being a notary and and getting that side, uh, having that extra stream of income, getting that side hustle, be very aware of what that what you're what they're paying you, and think about it like this: if you if they're paying you thirty five dollars for a fifty page document, that's not an hour's worth of work. That's probably two to three hours worth of work. So thirty five dollars for two to three hours, that's not okay. And don't accept that. Respond back when you get called and somebody. Respond back to say, I appreciate this, but you want me to print out 50 pages in what a notary, you always print out two copies of whatever it is you're bringing to someone, two pages, get to that person, have, go through this package with them, sign and notarize, then package it back up. Sometimes you have to scan back and then mail back or only scan back. That takes up a lot of your time. So it almost breaks down to less than minimum wage. That's not okay. Industries have sometimes compensated appropriately and sometimes have not. You do want to get started. You want to get your name out there. But it's okay to say this pay is too low because it's really not worth your time unless you're just doing it for the fun. 
Mm. And most of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> Another part of it is the tax write-off. It is the easiest company to have a tax write-off for. Yeah, I get your mileage, the paper. So right. is it the the notary's responsibility to print the documents About and bring them the when they're mobile, when they're a mobile notary? Yes. Now, when you are going to someone else who says, I need you to notarize this, they might be providing the documents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They might. Um, so each state has their fee structure. So I want to say in Maryland, they have the lowest fee structure, to be honest with you. You can't charge more than $6 per notarial act and $25 for travel. That makes it a little difficult for you to really perform a lot of mobile notarizations that it'd be worth your time. Mm-hmm. Part two to that is for, um, even for the remote notarization structure, um, and I want to say the apostle structure, right? So also, in order to do loan packages, nine times out of 10 in the state of Maryland, they want you to have your title producers, producer's license. That's That could cost about four or $500 to get that license. Um, in, in sidebar, so if I could take one step back for the apostle agent, that training is between three to $500 as well. So you want to be mindful. If you're trying to make money, Spending a lot of money up front t- is not the best move to jump into it. Take your time. Build your business where it's not costing you a lot. Because with the NNA and, well, at least with your state, that's already paid for in your application. NNA um, membership comes with a lot of perks, but it's a part of your membership. Other places you can just sign up. Again, we share, uh, like I use uh, SnapDocs and I use signing order, uh, X marks the spot and just, you know, giving some tips out there, some places you could sign up with to uh, say, hey, I'm a mobile notary, if I can be of service. was so important. And this is something that's new I want to share. You used to be able to just do about $15,000 in errors and emissions insurance. They want you to have about $30,000. It's not that expensive. It's maybe fifty to six to seventy-five bucks for thirty thousand dollars worth of errors and emissions uh, insurance, and you want that. God forbid something goes wrong. God forbid you there's a change. You ha- you are covered in addition to the company that has um, assigned you. If I could take one more step back with the mobile notary community, we have a lot of third parties and they're signing companies where a title company may or a seller or buyer may go to them to find the notary instead of coming to you, that's a third party getting a commission on your work. Part of this is your own marketing, your own experience, your own reputation being put out there so you're working directly with the title companies or other agencies where you're cutting out that middleman and making more of that money. So you want to be mindful of what the what is the relationship with the signing company you're going with, the third party, um, to help you find other jobs. And so... When you say pay to play, it's kind of like, or pay for marketing. Yes and no, you kind of are. Some places you can sign up for free, but they'll take a little cut on the back end. Some places you could probably pay up front for marketing and they're not taking anything. Um, or just being on your state's website um, could be, you know, some of the free ways. Actually, I've recently created a free Yelp page, free Google, free Thumbtack, free Pinterest, free um, Nextdoor, which is an app here, in the, at least in the DMV, which is like Facebook for the neighborhoods. So I've listed myself in free places. Okay. I like it. So people can find you and assuming you rank on all of those places, mm-hmm. they might find you organically on Google. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a really good tip. So realistically, if someone wanted to do this on a side as a side hustle and they were consistent, 
mm-hmm. maybe doing a couple of notarized documents per week. What do you think they could expect in income? Oh, wow. That's an excellent question. Because if you were a loan, I can speak for loan signing agents, and you did about four to five notarizations a week, that's about five to $700 a week. Um, you you want to demand no less than $100 to $125. Again, you have to take the time to print and sort the documents, make sure it's in the right size, whether it be legal or letter. There's a lot of, you know, changing depending on get a good printer. Um, then you have to get to that person. So your mileage and time to drive. Sit with that person, which if you're printing anything from 50 to 150 pages, that's an hour to an hour and a half, and then get back home to either scan back or get to your nearest drop-off to mail it back. So the all of that, factor that into that time and that breakdown of what they're paying you. So it's not a bad hustle. It, like you said, if you're consistent mm-hmm. and it's very much flexible, it's on your schedule. Okay, that's good. And with is it ever the case where a mortgage company has in-house notaries that they send all over the place? Or do you think it's more cost-effective for them to contract this workout? It is more cost-effective, but you can sometimes go straight to companies like Redfin, Fidelity. Um, not all of them offer that, but some of them do. I am familiar with at least Redfin and Fidelity uh, foreclosing um, or banks that uh, will take a contracted list mm. of notaries. And that's because we do so many, so much more right now. You have law offices, title companies, some that will hire someone just to be a notary there. You can get contracts to just work with that one person. That consistency is lovely. So the, you just have to ask, like, start looking at the title of companies in your area or the ones I've connected with one in the Tidewater area and we're starting to do business when they have business here, but they have someone to go to, but you have to market yourself. You have to make sure that they feel you are the reliable one to stay consistent with. They know that they can count on you and you're going to be professional when you get there. That is the other part is that we're all strangers and you're going to someone's house nine times out of 10 and they want to know that they, they're sending someone that one, they're going to send you to a safe environment but they're sending someone that that person can feel safe with. So you want to be calm. You want to be engaging and warm. You want to be inviting so that someone can sit and trust you in their home <laughs> and engage to move through the package. So Okay. Okay. So you told us about one of your favorite stories, but do you have any horror stories from being a notary? Um. Honestly, not horror. No, I've had really good experiences. I've had some heartbreaking ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the hard part is when you have to go to the hospitals. And um, I've notarized a couple people um, for for a couple of, of people that were honestly on their last days. And that's, it's heartbreaking um, because they know, they know this is it. And um, I have had to decline um, jobs because the person that they needed, the family needed notarization for was not um, coherent. And I said, I'm so sorry if I cannot sign for this person or notarize for this person if they can't agree to what we're doing. So that could be a little heartbreaking. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, still heartwarming that you were there for a family when they called you. So I'm so grateful. I've been safe. I've felt comfortable. I have been, I can't say the other day, it was really windy. I, did, I had to do a notarization outside. It was so windy. We almost lost half the package. So that was kind of funny. But the, the signer was so cool. He helped run down the documents. And <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we were like notarizing on top of my car, but you know, help run it down, hold it down. But um, so no, I've actually had good experiences. Now I've heard of a friend who had a, a cat allergy, didn't know the signer had cats, and had to stop mid uh, signing, couldn't finish because she had a complete uh, allergic reaction. So Ooh, like yeah. a whole hit scene going on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Is there, so is that one of your suggested uh, advice for someone who's starting out is to maybe ask those questions before they go to someone's house? You know, do you have pets? Do you have children? Absolutely. Make sure that's in your profile. Make sure that is something that you let um, potential partners know that I am flexible to do this, this, and this, but I have a severe allergy to this. Um, that is the yeah, big time. I actually have another notary friend that is um, deathly afraid of cats. <laughs> and she will walk away. So, um, yeah, that is something she has to kind of always call. Please call me if I accept this. I'm allergic. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of cats. Do they have cats? If not, I can't do this. So mm, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. So what other businesses are you interested in doing or currently doing? Very good question. So I am a landlord. Um, I've been doing that since 2001, 2002, um, which is a very interesting experience. Um, I enjoy it. I really do. Full time, I am a I'm an IT professional in the federal contracting world. I was once a caterer, <laughs> was once an event planner. Um, I like to do, I, I enjoy getting paid for things I like to do. I love to be around people and to help others. So I also had a travel agency at one point, but <laughs> I was traveling for work. I'm like, this is not going to help if I'm traveling for work and trying to set up, um, try to set up trips for other people. Um, but if I could get into anything else right now, I think I would actually, and, and honestly, I'm working towards possibly a federal contract for notary work. Now, just another tidbit, you can get state and local and federal contracts as a notary. They are out there. So I'm constantly on Sam.gov to see what opportunities have come out. I'm working on um, D.C.'s certified small business certification process. I just... Um, reached out for counseling to see how can I get contracts to do this. Uh, And what I want to do is I want to grow the business. I want to start a mentoring, an official mentoring um, organization here in D.C. Because you have it for Maryland, you have it for Virginia, but District of Columbia does not have it. So with the experience, I do it for free. I talk to anyone who wants to know, here's what I know, and it is now yours. Anyone calls me, do you have a, you know, I have a few minutes to tell me a little bit about how this works. Sure, this is the experience. Um, I've even gone with others to sit with their notary jobs just to make sure that they were confident. Um, starting that nonprofit mentoring platform or mentoring or community here is my next um, passion, uh, I guess, passion project. Go for it. I'm here to support you. I think it would be great. So before we wrap up, I'd love to know your answer to my signature question. The name of the podcast is called The Purpose of Money. So I ask all my guests this question. What is your purpose for money? I love that. My purpose for money is to provide stability, comfort, and joy for myself and my family. 
I love that answer. That is beautiful. And if anybody does want to get in contact with you to learn more about what it takes to be a successful public notary, where can they find you on social media and how can they connect? Absolutely. And thank you so much. The name of my company is called Dash DMV Notary. I am on all social media handles as Dash DMV Notary. I can be reached at info at Dash DMV Notary. Com. And I love to connect. I love to connect and share. And one of the things I just really want to leave all of our listeners with is keep it simple. Don't rush to get every certification right away. Be good at one thing at a time, because if you mess up, you don't want to have to pay for that. This is a, I do take this serious. It's not just a stamp and ink. Um, You really have to understand what you're signing. Now, even though as a notary, you're not responsible for what's in the document, you're responsible for saying the person signing is who they say they are. You still want to be able to understand that I assisted in this type of notarial act. So Mm -hmm. be mindful of what you're doing. Just because somebody sells you a good loan signing training or this beat, go out there and research research to make sure you're getting the best training, the most reputable training, and cost-effective. Because we're not rich starting a notary side hustle just to have fun. We're out here trying to make money. So you don't have to spend a lot of money up front. Take your time. Just get find out what's out there. Find out what works. YouTube is a great resource. Networking is a great resource. Find out about a notary community days in your area. Look on Eventbrite for free events, notary events. So just do a little research. It's great out here. Come on over. Like I said, there's more than enough work for everyone. But I don't jump into everything right away because it's usually a less, a co- more cost-effective way of gaining that additional skill set to grow your notary business. I love it. Thank you so much for being on The Purpose of Money and sharing your tips on how to become a public notary. Guys, if you like this episode, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And until next time, keep building generational wealth. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.